Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It's going to be a really great and interesting show. I met my guests. I have two guests today, but I met them through a podcast platform, and I have been trying to bring other really cool metaphysical podcasting people onto Path 11 Podcast. So you have some other podcasts that you can listen to, right? So it's important to just kind of share this information, and they might cover some things that Path 11 Podcast does not. So we really don't have a whole lot planned. We know a little bit of what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be a lot surrounding some shamanism possession, maybe some exorcism here, because you're going to hear this wild story. I just started to hear a little bit of it. And I was like, stop, wait, let me record. And we're going to learn about my guest's path into spirituality and the work that they're doing now. And I'm really excited to introduce you to them. So my guests today are Eric and Leova Lingen, and they are founders of the Spirit World Center. The center is a refuge for all spiritual seekers who wish to create a positive relationship with the spirit world. Eric and Laova teach their students how to connect with the spirits through shamanism, intuition, and other modalities. The two have been blessed with many astonishing and mysterious paranormal experiences as a result of walking the shamanic path. So Eric and Laova, welcome to the Path Love Podcast. It's fantastic to be here with you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. So you guys are a duo. Looks like you're married, right? Together. And so I don't know who would like to start, but I would love to hear kind of the backstory of the paths that you were on before the two of you met and how you met. And now you're creating this beautiful community. You're podcasting together. You have the Spirit World Center. So I have to hear this story. Well, maybe I'll go first because my backstory is much less interesting. So we'll leave the two here wide for some later. Not true. So yeah, as you were mentioning, we were the, the founders of the Spirit World Center. And that's you know where we teach shamanism and all that. And, and the way that we got there was, it's a long story, but we can sum it up pretty well in this, in this podcast. So uh, myself, I started into the realms of, you know, the weird when I was uh, 12 years old. I went on a, a trip to England with my family and the last day of the tour we went on a a uh, little tour of all like the stone circles right so we went to glastonbury tour averbury uh, circle uh, stonehenge of course and when i got back to canada i was just absolutely enraptured by that that past and by what these spiritual practices that led to these sites could have been right so that led me into studying things like druidry celtic paganism but then that eventually led to shamanism and so, you know, that was a, a long time ago, over two decades ago. And uh, I just, you know, kept digging into all of these forms of alternative spirituality. And a number of years ago myself, I, I was, you know, I had working knowledge of all these different systems. And I basically said, okay, what is the commonality between them? I was really curious. It's like, okay, it's like nature, spirituality, working with the spirits. What is common? Because, and I realized that all these systems, they have kind of a different aesthetic 
to each other. But at the same time, there's these deep resonances between all of them. And so I very much started working with that. And uh, that led to a long kind of exploration of how to work with spirits, how to work with nature in this kind of universal way that's shared among all these systems. And uh, then eventually I met Lauva, and that really got the, the shamanic component going again. And, uh, and that ultimately, from my side, led to, led to the creation of the Spirit World Center. Lauva, do you want to talk about your backstory? Because sure. hers is full of paranormal stuff. You know, I never got that. I got... Yeah, but <laughs> I, I want to say that we, we're really good at completing each other, even in the path, because it was, he had no paranormal experience. And, but tons of knowledge, like he was really curious about it. For me, I had tons of paranormal experience, but I didn't know what to do with it. I had no knowledge of the paranormal and, and so on. And like, yeah, so meeting him answered a lot of questions for me and a lot of questions for him, you know, kind of confirmation of like, oh, well, then this happened to you. So now I understand this and so on. And, and yeah, so we just shared that pa pa passion, passion. Mm -hmm. yeah, you you yeah. were all firsthand experience and I was all the book learning. I, I am in my intuition uses intellectual, logical, like. And, and so she's describing experiences and I'm like, oh, so it's like this, this uh, Kabbalistic idea that's in this book, right? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. yeah so for, for me, my background is I grew up in a, in a haunted old, like century house. And I was feeling the spirits there. My sister, she was seeing them and she had, uh, she was the one having more trouble. I think her room was more haunted and she had paranormal experience there. And we didn't really do anything with it. My mother would say, oh, just pray to God. Everything will be fine. And it's true. You know, we were praying to God and eventually the ghosts were not there anymore and then we just grew up and we you know we went to college and so on and during that time in my like you know 17 to 21 i had a, a difficult relationship uh very toxic you know with another man and i i, I left i was my heart in 1000 pieces and i really had to to kind of take care of myself, understand myself. And so I delve into meditation and, and to like healing myself. And this is how I discover uh, more of the healing part of, of the spirituality. And while doing that, I started having paranormal experiences again. And at some point things I could not explain in my life. And I'm like, okay, well, I need, I asked my friends, two friends in the same day. Do you know a medium? Because I need to see someone. I can have a spirit problem here. And they say, they both say, I don't know a medium, but I know a shaman. It was not the same shaman, but I'm like, shaman, really? I didn't know anything about that. And uh, then I just met with one uh, shaman lady and she helped me during summertime. And she also predict my life, like six months of my life. She was on point. I'm like, whoa, this is powerful. It was not the most beautiful six months of my life, unfortunately. It was a very chaotic six months that like- Very life-changing. Yeah. to predict, but she did it. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, so I have experienced like I had a, a, a spirit coming inside my mouth to speak. It was the grandfather of my ex at the time. And I had another experience when I was too out of a bed. And, and so I couldn't, I cannot explain that. I had, well, what do I do? 
So shamanism really helped me with that to find protection, to find understanding of the spirit world and also being open to to them, not just being fearful of it and uh, just find ways to kind of protect myself uh, against anything that is um, not God uh, when you come from a Christian Christianity point of view. So it really opened my mind on the spirit world to that and also to what they call ancestral healing which is, you know, like all your lineage and, and bring that back to you, all the gift and also seeing, you know, how you can work with them. So that's, that's beautiful. And it really was life-changing to me. And yes, eventually I met Eric and we were like, okay, we got to do something. Cause <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind of the perfect match when we met. We met on online dating, so yeah. it sometimes works. And, <laughs> and it was one of those things where like I was, you know, I was working on that kind of universal approach to working with the spirits and working with nature and all this. And she's working with shamanism and yeah. we lived an hour apart and you know, I was like, okay, yeah, great match. And then, yeah. And then things went really interesting from there as we kind of uh, mentioned or hinted at before with the, uh, the possession experience that happened uh, one month into knowing each other. Yeah. One month. In. Don't know if you want to get into that already, but yeah. Yeah. We might as well, because, you know, Laova kind of mentioned, you know, she had, this grandfather coming through her, she's thrown off of a bed. And, yeah. you know, I know before we hit record, you were talking about that this experience was really more of an initiation and some of what you have experienced could really scare people, right? So these are yes. the things that make people turn away from the metaphysical, that maybe they return back to a religion, specifically, you know, to God, or, you know, yes. this is like the devil's work, this is not okay, you're committing sin doing it. And some of it could just be a paranormal experience that scares somebody enough where they they are still curious about it, but they don't want to be involved in it. So yeah. I think this is going to be a wonderful story to help people maybe overcome some fears or look at your experience with a totally different set of eyes. So yeah, why don't you tell us what happened with this initiation into shamanism for the both of you? Absolutely. And to echo your point, it is absolutely so important to not have fear when it comes to these things. You know, I like to explain that we live in the midst of a spiritual ecosystem. And so just like any ecosystem, there's a lot of different niches. There's a lot of different types of beings. You go into the forest and, you know, you have, you have benign or neutral beings like squirrels and deer and the trees and the bacteria in the soil, the mushrooms, right? But then you also have things like parasites, things like predators, right? And so we live in a very complex ecosystem. And, you know, just because there's parasites like mosquitoes or leeches out there in the woods or in marshes doesn't mean you never go in it. Right. It means that, okay, you learn to wear some bug spray so that you don't get bitten by the mosquitoes. Uh, you learn that if you get a leech on you, you learn how to remove it, right? With some salt or, you know, and, and so you, it, by empowering yourself, by learning some basic practices, you can guard yourself against any kind of negative parts of the spirit world that are out there and, and, you know, and embrace and connect with the positive parts, which can really enrich your life. Right. So that's kind of the, the empowerment that we like to bring to people. So yeah, getting back to our experience here, we had just been dating for a month and, uh, Laova, she's a professional artist as well. And when she does art, she enters into trance a lot and she can get really tranced out. Yeah. And, and trance, just to, to, to mention this, is essential to shamanism and, and essential to things like mediumship as well, that altered state of consciousness. And really, it's, it's kind of turning off 
the you know, the brain kind of naturally filters out parts of reality. And and so when you enter trance, you're kind of you're you're turning off that filter and allowing your consciousness to kind of connect with realities around you and uh, things like the spirit world. And so, yeah, she definitely uh, gets tranced out easily while doing art. And uh, and you've been attending a an all-day workshop. It, on was, collage, right? it was a spiritual workshop and it was a weekend. And what was interesting about that weekend is I did a shamanic journey on the Friday morning before attending the first like Friday afternoon. It started in the afternoon. And I asked my guide, so what's the next step for me? And so that, and then I, I had a nice Friday, Friday night. And then on the Saturday, I went again and all day I was doing art with all the other people in the workshop for like 10 a.m. to like 5 p.m. I came back home and then it was like probably like around 6 p.m. And I was still craving art. I was like, oh, I want to do more art. I was just in the, in the mood for it. So Usually I would go in my studio. I have, I had a studio at my apartment over there and, and I, I'm like, okay, I want to do it in my living room. For some reason I was feeling kind of a circle. It was kind of circle of energy. Oh, that sounds like powerful. And it was really just a feeling, you know, never happened to me like that before. And I'm like, ah, let's do this. So I threw all my paper on the floor and it looked like, you know, a, uh, in a very dramatic scene of a movie, like, like they paper all around me. I'm drawing like 10 things at the same time. And I'm just like all over the place. It was a great, great, great session. But then I, I mean, and then it was like, what, midnight? Mm -hmm. And then I called you. And, and she's worried because she can't remember a couple of hours of what happened. Like yeah. She's like, okay, I can't account for a couple of hours. And so I thought that she was just really ungrounded, right? So, you know, sometimes you can kind of have your head in the spirit world, have your head in trance, and you're just not connected to the physical world. So I walked her through a grounding exercise and meditation over the phone. And she was like, okay, she's going to go to bed. And she went to take a shower. She gets out of the shower. It's probably like 1 a.m. or so. And she calls me again and she says, I can't remember the, the last half hour. And, and so she, while I'm on the phone with her, something switches and suddenly it's not lava anymore. It's something else. And it's growling. It's like, <laughs> and, and so I'm like, you know, suddenly you're facing this situation where you're not, you kind of maybe suspect that this kind of kind of thing happens, but it's very surreal and reality breaking when it actually happens. So, you know, I'm on the phone. I'm like, I revert to what you're supposed to do. That's I'm like, okay, you don't have the right to be in there. You know, you need to leave, get out. And eventually on the phone there, it, you know, Lauva then reverts back in, right? So the, the being is gone and Lauva is there. And uh, Lauva, of course, is quite upset because she just, you know, had a mini possession. And so I'm like, okay, you know, stay at your apartment. I'm going to be there soon. So I, early that morning, I drive over a uh, one hour commute or so. And I, I basically put together my entire kit. Like I have a long experience working with like Hermeticism, the Western mystery tradition of occultism, things like Thelema. So like I, I've had experiences with with all these different traditions, I have lots of like different amulets and all this kind of thing around the house from like Solomonic traditions and all this. So I bring them in and I bring salt and I bring incense and I bring sage. I got everything. I got the whole kit. 
And I get there and I'm like, okay, we're going to cleanse your apartment. Because the other thing is that she was living at basically an artist commune. And, uh, and it was this apartment building owned by these, uh, by our artists living in Quebec as a group. And, you know, there's the whole troubled artist and vibe. A lot of energy there. And, and so I'm like, okay, maybe there's like leakage coming from the other apartments into your, into your. And so I get there and I'll add one thing, which is that I was a little like worried because I've been dating this woman for a month yeah. and I'm going basically wondering, am I going to perform an exorcism? Right. And, and I'm like, okay, I, in case something turns sour, I need something to like help me out. And so I actually took a, a little, a handy camp, right? One of those little cameras and I had on stand. I was like, if something like someone, like something bad happens, at least I'll have some record. And like, it was, I, honestly, I, <laughs> I was just to cover my own, you know, to, to protect myself. But I'm so glad that I did that because, you know, the video we'll never share with anyone. It's just for us. But at the same time, I'm so glad I have it because otherwise, after what happens next, I would have thought back and said, eh, maybe I was just got lost in the moment. I got caught up in things. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I was just excited and I wasn't really interpreting things, how they were actually happening. You know, doubt would have crept in my mind yeah. but because I had that tape. I'm like, okay, that actually happened. So when I get there, I start doing some, you know, some ceremonies and such to cleanse the area. I put down salt throughout the entire apartment. I'm cleansing with incense and on the video, as I'm going around this, Lava is walking behind me. And at one point she just starts to look drunk. Like she just, her head is down looking at the floor and she's just shuffling behind me. And so I, I completely unbeknownst to me. And then at one point I'm done cleansing with incense and I look around and I'm like, okay, where's Lava? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I look around and she's out on the, on the, on the patio, right. Or on the, on the, on the deck and she's on like the third story of this place. Right. So she's, you know, there is some heights there. And, uh, and this is why I always tell people when they're cleansing with incense nowadays, uh, why I tell my students, I don't always tell them the reason, but I always say, you know, if you're cleansing your apartment, start at any kind of sliding patio doors or anything, start at outside at, at exits first, and then move to the front door. If you're pushing anything out, just let it go through the front door. So, but basically, you know, I pushed out the being any energy that had been in that place. And so Lauva is on the, the patio. And so I go out there and she's, you know, huddled down on the ground and I, I kneel down and I know it's not her. And so, you know, I never thought I'd say this in my entire life, but I just, I kneel down. I say, okay, who are you? And, and uh, she had the face of like a scared animal and she, she starts to pull away from me and she starts to stand up and it's as though she's putting her foot, she starts to put up her foot up on one of the chairs and put her hand up on, on the railing. Like she's going to jump. Right. So. I, I, I literally, I think the words I said were nope. And I grab her in a big bear hug and I pull her inside. And at that point, you know, she starts fighting back a bit and then she's like, you know, <laughs> and, um, and so I get her, I get her and I sit her down on a chair and of course I'm like, okay, there's a camera right there. I need to get this on camera. So I reach over and I leave her slightly. And of course it's 
because it's no longer lava, it takes the opportunity to start running away. And so, it, and so I, yeah, I, I'm rushing towards the front door to get her because she's in an apartment building. The last thing I want is for her to get out her door and we had to have to like go into the hallway to like drag her back into the apartment. The optics of that are not good, right? I mean, right. Like, yeah, not good. Police have so, been called. Dementia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so as she's, as it's fiddling with the front door, I'm able to grab her and pull her back into the hallway. And I basically, you know, have to wrestle her down to the ground and I'm just holding her there and with my arms around her and trying to make sure her head doesn't hit the floor or anything. And I'm just holding her there. And that is the most surreal 30 minutes of my life where I'm just I literally called in every kind of spiritual favor that I could potentially have out there. Any kind of spiritual being I'd ever worked with, I'm like, guys, I need help. I need you to to come through and help me out, you know? And, you know, I was calling in spiritual beings from every single, like, even type of practice that I worked with, right? And and, uh, eventually it got to the point where I'm talking with this being, it's just growling throughout the entire experience. And I basically say, look, if you stay here, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Like you're not going to enjoy your time here. Okay. You know, Lauva, she's a very nice young woman. I can see why you would want to be here in that vessel. Like I understand it, but at the same time, I am not going to let you have a good time and I'm not going to let you enjoy it. I will fight you constantly for the rest of my life. Right. And so at that time, it said the only intelligible words that it said, which was, it just said, fine. <laughs> it said, fine. And then 30 seconds after, um, Lau was back, right? And she, she, the first question she asked is, why am I on the floor? <laughs> it's just, no, she had no memory of it. Still kind of creeps you out watching. Yeah. And so that was, that was the experience. And that, of course, led us deep down the rabbit hole because it was this unbelievable confirmation event that these things are real, right? And maybe it's an oversimplification, but I like to look at it as, you know, the spirits offered us an event that there's, you know, two big ways to go with it, which is one, we could have totally freaked out, burnt all of our spiritual books, gone off to a monastery for myself, a convent for, you know, and just hidden from, from all this, right? The other option was, wow, this stuff is real. Let's base our entire life on it. Like, let's figure out everything we can about this so that we can empower people and help people who might be in similar situations and also help them engage with the positive aspects of this and also stay away from the negative stuff. Right. And so that's, that's the way we went. And we really realized over time that it really was an initiation event because Lauva on her shamanic journey, that the day before had asked what is the next step, right? She had basically invited in an event that would have this kind of, this kind of effect on our lives, bringing us to the next level. Yes. And if you also look at the art that I made that night, it was kind of creepy. We actually, we we just throw everything out. And it was, now I regret it because it was a reaction of fear, you know, I just threw everything in the garbage. But I mean, you look, it was like, some faces with someone lying and uh, it was a lot of collage too and it was very you could feel that it was kind of building and coming as if I was it was it was there it was kind of building its energy to up to this moment yeah a lot of the art had two people 
in it's as and one person kind of behind coming in so and it uh, was like it, it was so surreal because i mean after that in our third position even what we did we went and we we went eat something at the restaurant you're like this is so surreal like, you, you know you eat your food you're like right. life continues after that but it just feels she was she was living in gatineau which is basically right across the river uh, from Ottawa. So it's, it's in Quebec. In Quebec yeah. And so of course, after her possession event, the first thing we do is, is we go get poutine. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite good poutine. <laughs> I like poutine, yeah, it's Quebec. But yeah. And so, and so something that we realized is that it was an initiation event. And, and then something that we got later was that one of Lauva's guides basically came and, and took credit and said, you know what, that was, that was an initiation. I was there. I was the being who took control and it very much was that initiation initiation if you look at it throughout you know, cross-culturally and through various spiritual traditions initiation can be terrifying right because it it adds that that it, it, it provides something that you need to surmount that you need to overcome and so you learn about yourself you learn what you're made of you you have to step up or else you don't pass the initiation right and so that that's what it was and it was very much what we were told later is that what happened was very much a pageant, right? I mean, you know, she was never in danger of jumping off the railing. It was more like that pageant to scare us, right? To scare us and say, okay, we're going to show ourselves to you and we're going to show you how scary the spirit world can be. Yeah. Are you willing to, to jump into this and really, you know, make it your life? Because, you know, absolutely. The spirit world is capable of unbelievable experiences that will open your mind, help you connect with your higher self and just you know, attain a wonderful, wonderful life. But at the same time, there there is scary stuff that happens, right? And so we're all about, since that time, we're all about empowering people to be able to connect with the good, you know, with the positive stuff, and and then being able to to know what to do if anything that is less than positive, you know, is affecting you. So that's, yeah, so that's very much our, our path. Well, you know, and even though you use the word scary, you know, come full circle, we're using words like a possession, right? Which kind of has that connotation that this is very scary. You're possessed by an entity and oh my gosh. But then when you come to learn more about it, it was actually a guide, nothing to be feared, you know? So I wonder too, maybe instead of using the word like scary, scary moments, you know, in this work, like maybe more of the word curious, curiosity, and maybe just an understanding of the unknown, you know, and it sounds like, Eric, you brought in everything that like paranormal researchers and healers and shamans, you know, would say it's like, you know, bring the salt, bring the sage, bring the mouths, you know, anything that you can use to like scare it out. But I've had a teacher that says like those are tools to focus our intent, right? And your intent is really what probably helped this experience to end and was also probably a part of the fear test because the same teacher that I have says that if you're going to move into the world of this work, you, you do have to pass fear tests. You have to be mature enough to be able to understand and work with these energies because say you come across some of your students are in other situation where a student is very fearful. Again, you can kind of transform that fear to showing them that, okay, this may seem like something dark or something to be scared of, 
But here, this was one of your guides coming through, making sure that you were going to be mature enough, really, to handle these situations. So I always, you know, wondered, too, is there really stuff to be afraid of? Like, I know I loved your analogy about it being an ecosystem, right? And that we have certain things. But is there really such thing as dark energy or like these things that we should be scared of? Because this story in itself, if you guys didn't delve, would be would probably freak everybody out, you know, but here it is. It's like a beautiful being that's working with you in the etheric, you know, field and is something to be loved and respected, not to be feared. So I definitely, I just want to first echo your point about intention, that absolutely intention is what makes this stuff happen, right? Any ceremony, whether you're cleansing by beating a drum or using incense or any, anything like this, is carrying your intention out there, right? And you know, even with things like visualization, I like to always tell my students, visualization is about, is communication. It's communicating your will and it's communicating it in a kind of a deeply felt visual way, right? You can, ex you can express your will through the voice, through saying it, but sometimes that's rather shallow. But if you can really feel it with your entire body in this embodied way, it's very powerful. And images help us do that. And, you know, I always say you can, you can cleanse yourself by visualizing, you know, this healing, the cleansing light coming down and filling your body. You know, let's, you can visualize that, or you can also cleanse yourself by visualizing a, a troop of spider monkeys, you know, coming into the room. They're the cute little wispy guys, right? They're coming into your room, like five of them and like jumping up on you and like grooming you, you know, picking off little lice and everything. And that's all the negativity coming off. And then when they're done, they leave the room. You can visualize that too, because it's expressing that will to the universe and expressing it in a very uh, way that is kind of whimsical, but can, kind of can be deeply felt, right? So there's many different ways to cleanse because it's all about the intention. Right. Um, now, to get to your point of whether there's dark things out there, this is, you know, something that, that we are very lucky to have is the Spirit World Center. Because when we had this experience, we, you know, we went to a couple of shamans and they, shamanic practitioners, and sometimes, you know, sometimes a bit of a, a Jungian interpretation of shamanism can creep in where, you know, spirits are kind of parts of your, of your archetypal consciousness and are part of you. And uh, it was one of those things where we were met with, oh, okay, maybe that was, you know, a deep seated part of Lauva coming out that, you know, needed to be integrated. And our response to that was, no, 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 it was, that was a spirit, <laughs> something external, right? And so we created the Spirit World Center so that people who are involved in, in things like shamanism can have, but who are also having paranormal experiences, right? Can find a place where they can be heard and, and find expression and, and find some clarity for what's happening to them. Because even among shamanic, uh, the, the nexus of shamanism, it can actually be difficult to talk about really extreme paranormal experiences. And so we're very lucky because we have many people come to us with a lot of their paranormal experiences, right? I mean, I've, I've heard pretty much everything by now. <laughs> and so we talk about this kind of spiritual ecosystem that can be out there. And I don't like to use the word good or evil, really, in that you look at the lion and the gazelle, right? I mean, to the gazelle, the lion is the devil, right? I mean, it's going to eat them. It's going to. And, but when you look at an ecosystem like that, you know, you look at the leeches, you look at the, at the mosquitoes, they're not evil. They are negative from a human standpoint, right? We don't like them because they go against 
our pattern, what we want to do. But they're not evil. The, a leech just wants a bit of blood so he can go make leech babies. Same with a mosquito, right? And, and so they're not evil, but they can want your energy, right? Because we're in a, in a, just like in the natural world, energy is subject to scarcity within our world, right? And so, and spiritual energy. And, and so, for instance, when I have students who are undergoing hauntings, I, I always tell them, do not fear. Like fear is the worst thing you can do because you literally are giving them energy, right? If you have a, a spirit in your house, a ghost, and a ghost is almost engaging in, in an investment scheme with you and that it has a little bit of energy reserve that it can use to manifest things, you know, cause some, uh, cause some sound in the house, you know, cause the sound of footsteps and all this. And it is sometimes engaging in this, in this scheme, if you will, where it, cause, it, it causes a manifestation that leads you to give out some fear. It absorbs that energy. Now it has more energy right? And so it can do even bigger things. And this causes an upward spiral where what event, what originally was just, you know, feeling like there was something behind you and feeling a little weirded out eventually becomes, you know, a doorknob rattling, seeing actual apparitions because you're empowering it with energy. But at the same time, it's not evil, right? It's a, a spirit who's trying to get energy in order to do things in this reality. And so there are definitely things that you, you know, they're not evil, but you don't want them in your life in an uncontrolled way. Another example of this is attachments, right? So there are, for instance, you know, when you are angry, right, you kind of can leak some of that angry energy, or if you're really in a negative mood, or if you're in a nasty, if you're just a nasty person, you can really leak that kind of energy. You can get onto things like items and that type of thing. And so uh, when you go to an antique store, use clothing store, anything like that, I always tell people, cleanse it, cleanse it. Because if you um, bring that, you know, buy that item, you can bring that energy into your life. And then suddenly you're in a completely foul mood and you don't know why, but you're just completely off, right? In fact, this, this happened early in our relationship. You know, we like to go antiquing. And we realized we, we would get in big fights like the day after we went to the antique store. And we finally realized, ah, oh, we went to an antique store yesterday. We bought this, like, let's cleanse, let's cleanse. And so finally we realized, you know, if we go into a place like that, where you have items that had previous owners who've gotten all these energies on them, always, you know, protect yourself before you go in, you know, visualize that bubble of light before you go in and then cleanse yourself and the items when you leave. And it really, really helps, right? And so, you know, you can have energies like that that are kind of non-sentient that can cause problems. You can also have entities, right, that are kind of parasitic in that way, who can, you know, especially maybe this is deeper than we should get into in the podcast, but you can have conditions of the soul caused by trauma that basically give wiggle room for things to kind of attached to you okay and so these kind of beings they can you know suck you they, they can take your energy because they literally are like a leech right so there's there's a very rich ecosystem in that way but yeah i mean i really am always hesitant to say evil it's more like just not something that you as a human want to encounter because it goes against what you're trying to do but at the same time, it's like the relationship between a gazelle and a lion. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. And I guess like what I find interesting, I've talked to a couple of people in your field and I have been, you know, working in the metaphysical world for over 20 years as well, you know, 2025, I guess, but, you know, earlier as a kid. But what I find interesting is like, I have never come across people that have had these experiences. I've been doing energy work. I've had an experience of removing entities, but like you had said, it wasn't scary. It wasn't fearful. It was just kind of my experience was like this entity came from a different solar system, right? And was wanted to experience earth and kind of attached to my client and was just confused and also didn't even know how to get back home, you know? So it was kind of letting them know where they were and then inviting them to return back. So I've had experiences like that. But then when I speak to people like you, And probably the people that you're teaching and people maybe that you have on your podcast, it's like your world is filled with all this. And then I'm in this energetic world and field and working with people and doing healings. Yet my experience of over 25 years is totally different, you know? So I always find that interesting. Like I interviewed a witch, I think it was, and she was kind of talking more about elementals and, you know, again, things that can play tricks on you and this and that. So again, it's like, I wonder if, goes back to our intent, you know, of like what we're intending to do, or even like your curiosity of the things that you've studied and the druidry, you know, like that's, that's different than some of the things that I have read about or experienced. So it could just be different intents and ways that we want to go in and kind of work with people and help them. But you, you're going to see a totally different world and other world, I guess you can say, than maybe what I see and what I experience. So I always find that fascinating. It is an odd thing how the spirit world can come through in different ways for different people. Because, I mean, let's go to a more extreme version where someone does see existence as the struggle between good and evil, right? They very much might have experiences where that is the dominant experience. Because when we're dealing with the spirit world, we're dealing with Another realm, if you will, that doesn't have time or space. It is you know, pure, pure consciousness. It's something that is completely well intangible, but really unintelligible to a human, almost incomprehensible and, and, and impossible to really express. And so one thing that I've found with various systems and all that is that when, when spiritual beings, right, when they are coming to us through channeling, mediumship, shamanic journeying, they they very much look into the practitioner you know they look into their soul into their experience into their ego and they're able to see the symbols and the worldview that's already there right and and so they can express these fu- these fundamental spiritual truths in different ways in the different vocabularies of different people and and so this is you know it's like how would you explain the stock market to a five-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. You would, you kind of, you know, you look at what they're into. Are they into animals? Are they into baseball, right? And then you'd use analogies, metaphors that that use that symbolism, right? Right. And, you know, different five-year-olds that, that have different interests, you would explain what's happening in, in, in the stock market in different ways, right? right? And so, you know, hey, you have different spiritual systems, different religions starting up there, right? And because there's different ways of that it has been explained. And, and so I always like to focus on the fact that, you know, what's being expressed when you're working with the spirits is coming through a filter. And it's not always literally true. 
but it is a, a symbol and an expression that is allowing you to connect with some deeper spiritual truth that is the actual real part of that communication, right? And so absolutely, I find that, um, that the way that the spirit world manifests to us can be, can vary greatly from, uh, you know, for one practitioner to another and from one culture to another as well. Right. But ultimately yeah. there's that shared truth that's being expressed between all these different metaphors and symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to explain it. Thank you. So as we're kind of coming to an end here, I just want you to explain like who are some of the guests that you have on your podcast in case our listeners want to jump on over to yours. And can you also describe what the Spirit World Center is, the trainings that you have online and what you guys offer? Certainly. Well, you can find our, our podcast very easily. It was, we have a lazy name. It's, it's the, the Spirit World Center podcast. So <laughs> that's, it's pretty self-descriptive. And, and on the podcast, we have a lot of different spiritual practitioners. So for instance, over the last few weeks, we've had, we've had a, a pagan witch. We've had a, a Norse uh, practitioner who engages in, in work with uh, veterans and helping them overcome the outcomes of war. And uh, so we have a lot of different, you know, spiritual practitioners on there. And then we also uh, have solo shows in which we answer questions from our students, actually, and then put that out publicly different, talking about different aspects of the, of the spirit world. And uh, yeah, so we also have the, the Spirit World Center. And there we have a lot of different training opportunities for different ways to connect with the spirit world. Because, you know, as, as we were kind of saying there, you know, different people have different relationships with the spirit world based on where they're coming from. And we really, you know, we really take stock of that and say, okay, you know, different temperaments and talents will find different ways to interact with the spirit world. And so, you know, some people might be drawn to shamanism. And other people might be drawn to kind of more of a ceremonial approach or mediumship. And so we offer those various modalities for connecting with the spirit world. And so we, uh, we currently have an apprenticeship program in, uh, in shamanism where, you know, over the course of 18 months, you basically get your hand, get a handle on all the, the basics, all that you should know, uh, and uh, set you up for the rest of your life for working with the spirits in a shamanic way. And then we also have a, another mentorship program for spirit craft, which is basically working with spirits in kind of a ceremonial way. It's, it's much more uh, left brain as opposed to the right brain of shamanism, right? So yeah, very much kind of an artistic, you know, informal approach, uh, into intuitive approach. And then, you know, using sacred ceremony and such, more, more of a modern druid type approach yes. to working with spirits. Because the, the shamanic course, we use the trance uh, and we, so we used to go into trance and we do the, the technique that journeying and journeying is, you know, this deep trance that is like a vivid dream, you know, and you kind of, or astral projection yeah. close to it. And, uh, you kind of meet with your spirit guide. And so there's a lot of exploration of the spirit world while journeying and also a lot of healing and transformational technique to help you grow and, and find your own path and listen to your, you know, your soul and yeah, find your true self. And, and our other program is much more kind of turning the lens outside and saying, okay, we live in this kind of animist, empowered, animated life landscape. And so, you know, connecting with the spirits of the land around you, connecting with the spirits who are close to you, and then moving outwards from there in kind of this, this uh, creating relationships with them. So that's, that's what we do yeah, there too. Great. Sounds really interesting. And Laova, do you have 
any courses or are you teaching people how to do some of this metaphysical art? I mean, you guys have a beautiful piece of your art that you're sitting in front of. So those of you who are watching this on Path 11 TV, you'll be able to see this enormous, gorgeous, blue, dreamy like painting. As I look further, I even see faces in it. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Do you offer any of that for people that maybe would like to astral travel and get more involved in art? It's coming. I'm working on it. Actually, it's funny you asked that question. I'm working on it for this year to have, I have two different type of course that I want to do in relation to art. One is shamanic art healing, though it's really more like the component of healing yourself uh, in it. And the other one is just like shamanic visionary heart, uh, art, sorry, the H, I put that through it everywhere, <laughs> but, uh, visionary art. And so this one is, yeah, it will be more about journeying, but also like technique to kind of uh, explore your intuition and also empower yourself while you are painting or drawing and find, it's more than just finding inspiration. It's more than that. And so, yeah, it's funny you talk about it because I'm, I'm working on it as we speak, but not now, but I mean, you know, and this, this painting is from a dream that I had for my ancestor. You know, this, this scene in the Lion King where there's kind of this big lion in the sky with the lion face yeah. uh, of his father, right? Yep. It was like that, but it was a face of a woman and, this, it, and her face was made of 1000 faces. And it was my ancestors. They spoke to me. So I will never forget that dream. It was so beautiful and powerful. And I had to make a painting out of it. Yeah. So wow. amazing. Well, I'm so happy to hear that you're going to do that. Sign me up. Let me know when you launch that. <laughs> it's funny, too, because in a couple of hours, I'm going on an introductory call of another teacher that is going to be doing a course with astral projection, quantum jumping, and integrating meditative art into it. So I'm very interested in that stuff. Yeah, it sounds, sounds really cool. Well, it's been an honor and really interesting to meet you guys and so happy that we can support each other. Eric and Laova are actually going to invite Mike and I onto their podcast as well. So I just love the podcasting community, especially the meta podcast community, as we're always trying to help one another and spread the word about what's going on. And Eric, just uh, one more time, can you let my listeners know of the website that they can go to to find out more about your your classes and your podcast? Certainly. So we have the the spiritworldcenter.com. Actually, it's just spiritworldcenter.com. And center is spelled the American way, so E-R at the end. We also have an Instagram account that's Spirit Underworld. Underworld. The Spirits <laughs> underscore world underscore center. And then we have, we're on Facebook. We have a, a YouTube account. That's the Spirit World Center. We're pretty much everywhere. Just look for Spirit World Center. Yeah. You look at our two faces and if you see Spirit World Center, you're pretty sure. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, wonderful. Thank you guys so much. It was a really fun time today. And thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Check out their website their social media sites. Maybe you'll even take one of their courses. And I'm going to hold Lova to her art class. And I will let you guys know about that when that comes out. And that sounds really exciting too. So thank you again all so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will bring you another amazing guest next week. Take care, everyone.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com. And be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.